Today on the Tapping Show, Vivek on New York wanting to seize Trump's buildings. Elon Musk calls out Google's AI chatbot for erasing history and introducing bias into their AI imagery. But like Zach Bryan tweet gets less than 100 likes. Nikki Haley posts a poll where she actually beats Biden, but she is, of course, roasted. Rivian to cut 10% of their staff as their stock crashes. Telecom outages brought services to a stall last week. And Ford recalls about 150,000 vehicles due to a seatbelt issue. All of that much is more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is proudly sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see. That's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month. So if you could click that button and tell your friends, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Rivian cutting 10% of their staff as their stock crashed terribly. In fact, it was one of the worst days for the company. In one day, it dropped 26.34%. And when it comes to the week average last week, well, it was terrible to say the least. Now, I should be too surprised they're starting to cut staff. Now, again, going back to that five-day trend last week, it went down 35.34%, also known as terrible. So it's currently trading for, and again, by the time this video is rendered and uploaded, it might be a little off, but currently trading for about $10.54 per share, which is deeply discounted some might say now i say that especially because well hindsight's always investing it's always hindsight 2020 with investing i knew some friends who invested in rivian off the bat because you know they worked in it and they had base salaries and benefits so they could afford to take some additional risk in life personally i choose to gamble on myself and my companies and my team just you know invested all but nevertheless some people like to gamble the stock market and their ipo came and the ipo came in at about let me see here 129 dollars and 95 cents yeah, that's not good. That means, again, we'll do a bit, of, bit of math here today. The stock has currently lost 91.89% of their stock value. Just erased. And can't help but think, probably going to get a little bit worse as you have some of those convertible notes. Because, again, they need about a billion dollars in cash flow. I think it was Q3 2023. And they got the loan or they got the money. But it was a condition in which, you know, after a certain amount of time, then the person who lent the money would get Rivian shares. So you're increasing the amount of shares on the market, thereby decreasing the price. So again, in the past five years, it's down 91%. In the past year, it's down 42.08%. Year to date, granted, it's only been a couple of months, it's down 50.07%, half off for this stock. Again, not financial advice, because again, I like to tell people you want to invest in things that you can individually control, like, you know, learn a craft, a skill, or what have you. So again, year to date is down 50%. And the past six months, about the same, is down 48.15%, which is astonishing to think it's dropped that much. And I guess we, took, we should be too surprised, and I'll pontificate and actually talk a little bit more about industry trends after I read some of the specific details about the layoffs. Now, this comes to us originally thanks to Rob Sachs over at LinkedIn News. And they note that the company is being you know, hurt because of you know low demand because the recalls are pretty expensive and a luxury item. Now, they note that they are getting rid of specifically 10% of their salaried jobs. And they note that production this year is expected to match that of 2023 at 57,000 vehicles, which again, for a relatively new startup company, that is still very impressive. You look at the amount of companies that fail, 
the automotive industry is one of the worst in ever. I mean, I'm reading a book by about Henry Ford right now, and it's talking about how in the 1900s there's over 300 U.S. manufacturers that come to automobiles, and now there's only a couple handful. The last successful company in the U.S. in terms of an American automobile company starting and being successful before Tesla was Chrysler. So that kind of shows you how rare it is to actually start a successful car company that doesn't immediately go defunct. And truth be told, especially with electric vehicles, a lot of them are going bankrupt for a million other reasons. But Rivian actually did get a physical product to market. So again, that's not a big hurdle and actually getting some volume of units to the market, unlike the competitors, because famously, I think it's fiscal Q3 or Q4 2023, you actually had Lordstown Motors, which they're supposed to save that factory, that General Motors sold off to them to make an electric pickup truck. They didn't even make it to even pseudo mass production. I think they only had a couple of prototypes. So again, Rivian has still hit some astonishingly impressive business points in the automotive industry, but Again, they're bleeding money left and right. Now, Rivian also blames economic and geopolitical uncertainties and pressures, most notably impact of historically high interest rates, which I don't, again, that does play into effect, but also the same people who are buying these vehicles, I think they're more higher income level. Because I mean, I don't know anyone who's earlier in their career or not making a a fair amount of money who's buying Rivian because what is a Rivian starting price at? Looks like the starting price for Rivian is $69,900. Jeez Louise. And that's before you're, you have to pay the sales taxes and all the other fees. That's that's quite a bit of change. And then of course you have to worry about the charger. Then good luck repairing it if anything goes wrong because it's locked in like a cell phone. But we'll see. They also know that Rivian laid off workers last year or prior in 2022 due to similar issues. And in terms of industry trends, looks like you know everyone's pulling back on the EV trend because again, EVs are disposable toys in many ways. Again, they're not gonna last a long time. No one can repair them except the manufacturer. You're locked in just like a cell phone, which is why personally I prefer a little nice little Honda with three pedals, also known as a stick shift, also known as, you know, what every transmission should be by default. And it's got a little good little Honda internal combustion engine which means any local mechanic can repair it, any local mechanic can maintain it. And because it has brilliant Japanese engineering, it'll last damn near pretty much to the day I died if I really wanted to make it last that long. And truth be told, I'll probably do as much as I can to make it, though taking it to the track probably isn't the best policy if I want that to last a million miles. But nevertheless, it's damn near bulletproof. That's one of the biggest benefits of an internal combustion engine, especially if it's Japanese manufactured. So... Again, the U.S. trend, people are starting to look more and more at hybrids. That's the biggest growing category in terms of adoption rate. And again, I'll recommend it personally because, again, you have to pay for a big old battery that's worth about the value of the car or half of it. It's, it's a big part of the car that you know for sure it's going to go bad. And again, technology is hard to maintain over time, just like how smartphones die every couple of years. Now, they say that EV sales did grow 47% last year compared to the 70% growth in 2022. So again, that growth rate... The adoption rate is decreasing. It is still a growing category, but it's not growing as fast. And people are starting to look at other alternatives. Now, it looks like the Rivian, one of their competitors, Lucid, they note that they're only increased their EV output by 500 vehicles this year, which is pretty, for them, is still a little bit, because again, their Lucid is much, much smaller scale, but a higher, they are, I, to me, it's not premium because you're paying quarter million dollars for an electric sedan. But some people consider it a premium vehicle and they price it appropriately to that definition. So I'll be interested to see as more and more people are starting to move away from EVs. And again, I think 
because there are some good points that, I mean, economic, all the political uncertainty. I think people are going to try to make their vehicles last longer given everything that's going on in the world. I don't think everyone's going to go out and buy a new car tomorrow. You also have, for the average user, again, Rivian's more expensive. I don't think the average user is going to entertain that option yet because, again, the average vehicle price sold in the U.S. is around $50,000 for a new vehicle and Rivian's starting, you know, 60, basically $70,000. But let's just say the outlook for Rivian is... Yeah, managed to get what ball probably, probably still says the outlook is not so good. Now, going over to other business news, you have telecom outage bringing services to a standstill last week. And this is, well, oddly enough, I guess I won the telecom lottery. I wasn't affected personally, though many people I know were definitely hit with that. And it looks like it affected a lot of the major ISP, or not ISPs and telecom companies. And AT&T was the name that was in all the news. Now, a lot of people are also noting that there's a cyber attack that's going against the US, which, again, I don't want to say we should put another dollar in the Alex Jones jar is right, but he did also predict that there's going to be a lot of increasing cybersecurity attacks against the United States going into the election year. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe that's why this is happening. It looks like it might be the case for the pharmaceutical hack that happened you know, last week. But for the telecom, ATT is claiming that it was not a cybersecurity attack. Now, this comes from... Associated Press News or AP News, and they note that AT&T says the outage to its U.S. cell phone network was not caused by a cyber attack. Now, they also say, they said this in a brief little statement, they say, the hour-long outage to the U.S. cell phone network appeared to be a result of a technical error and not a malicious attack. The outage knocked out cell service for thousands of users across the U.S. starting early Thursday before it was restored. AT&T blamed the incident on an error in coding without elaborating. Now they also have a, well, let's see here, a little fun little blurb here. They say, quote, based on our initial review, we believe that today's outage was caused by the application and execution of an incorrect process used as we are expanding our network, not a cyber attack, unquote. Which again, I hate to be the programmer or the person, the techie who is in charge of that. I don't know if they just, you know, you know there's a wise old saying in IT, you never test in production. You know, you always want to test things out, you know, in a controlled environment for it. And it could potentially detrimentally affect the end users, though, you know, curveballs still happen, as they might say. Now, of course, it did, one of my favorite websites, the uh, downdetector.com, where, again, anyone can go to that website. Just uh, think of it like Google. But, well, eh, not really. It's basically a website where it tells you what websites are down, which is A plus for marketing. And you can go there and you tell them, hey, I'm having issues with this certain application, a certain website. And it'll kind of tell you a little poll how many people are affected by it. It looks like it peaked at 73,000 reports of people saying my AT&T is not working. Now, they also were affected by Cricket Wireless, which not too surprising because that's a wholly owned subsidiary of AT&T. Now, interestingly enough, they also noted that users of Verizon and T-Mobile also reported issues, but they were much, 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 much less in quantity. So, again, that's why all the, is like, all the eyeballs are at AT&T. Although that being said, it looks like the FBI and the, the FCC are also reaching out to AT&T to ensure it was not a national security risk. So the interesting to see, and fascinatingly enough, the reason I didn't put this in the business blunder section of the day is because, again, with telecom providers, there's kind of a triopoly. I mean, T-Mobile famously bought out Sprint, uh, Sprint a few years back. The, the three biggest options are you know, AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. So really, there's very few choices and Again, this affected all of them. AT&T was just to a greater extent. 
So I'll be interested to see what the final result is. I, I don't think it's actually gonna hurt their sales too much. And I don't think a lot of people are gonna switch over their network for having, or their provider just for having one day. But let me know, would you actually consider switching over your whole family plan or your cell phone plan because of this specific outage? I'd be fascinated to hear, as always, what you have to say. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Bud Light, Zach Bryan tweet gets less than 100 likes. Now this comes to us thanks to Bud Light's ex Twitter profile. And they say specifically before this little video, quote, Super Bowl, was it 48? Whatever number the bowls are on. Weekend in the Bud Light back door, I'm sorry, backyard with Zach Bryan and Leon Bridges was a wish come true, unquote. Let's see, does it have terrible music in it? Yeah, it does. What the heck? Is that a man? Someone wearing like women's pants from the 70s? He has a beard. I, that's bizarre. People holding Bud Light. You see guitars, cliche, people dancing. And that only got 7,000 views. And again, that was a couple days ago. It's had time to brew, pun moderately intended. It only got 79 likes, which Again, people love musicians. Apparently, there's got to be some people who are deeply fans of Zach Bryan and Leon Bridges. Is that Jeff Bridges' brother? Whoever they are. But even famous musicians aren't able to pull this out, pull them out of this business blunder. It's just, I guess it's not too surprising. But again, it only got 79 likes, which is another friendly reminder to take one one thousandth of a second. If you could like this video, as always, I would especially appreciate it. Again, a multi-billion dollar company still got less than 100 likes. And this is even more piss poor marketing when you consider they didn't actually tag the musicians. Which, again, I'm not a social media guru by any means, but I know if you want to have a post wherever you're posting it, Facebook, LinkedIn, X, Twitter, and you want to do it with a post with someone or a business, you tag the business, you tag the you know people in it, so that way the people that follow, the, the individuals that follow those companies and follow the people that you are tagging, they see it in their newsfeed. And yet, they didn't tag, I'm actually surprised they didn't tag like the NFL, because again, then everyone who follows the NFL would also see that. They didn't tag any of the musicians. So I, again, I don't know who's in charge of their marketing department or how many people are left at this point, but yeah, a, buzz, a blunder to say, the week, uh, to say the least. And of course, there's gonna be some comments. There are actually, how many, 17, which is not that many. I suspect many of them will just be roasting them viscerally, but let's dive in the comments and see. The first one comes from Angry Allen, who simply says, nope, I got four likes. The next comment that got any likes was from JerVA saying, sending hate from Virginia. Someone says, someone by the name of Heaven's Devils says, I wish. No one liked that, but it is an interesting statement. Is it a real person though? So Mr. Heaven's Devils with a Green Bay, what is that, the Green Bay Packers? Although no association with UPS or FedEx, I thought they'd have a job in packaging. But nevertheless, the alleged Green Day, Green Bay Packers, nevertheless, they has a little hat. This person has 356 followers, and they're a robot. Or they have the brains of a robot, and not in a good way, because everything they post is for free gift cards. And he wants to win Armani, what the hell is an Armani code? A vacation to some crap? What the hell is this? Works Power Tools? I never even heard of that brand. Works, W-O-R-X. Now granted, most of the tools I use, I use it for my grandpa because I appreciate the fact that it'll last 100 years. But I mean, 
even now, though, the major manufacturers, like, you got, I mean, it's not 50-50 split, but you usually have Milwaukee, you have DeWalt. Granted, a lot of them are just owned by TTI, and, Black, and the other big competitor being Stanley Black & Decker, but nevertheless, a random drill he wants to win. What is this? But yeah, so the one comment thus far is just from a robot, or someone who has the personality of a robot. Now, some people might argue, I have a personality robot, but... Arrow for Arrow 405 does not compute. What? Where? Nevertheless, back to the comments. Fat ND guy simply says, Gay beer. I'm cooking five likes. Thus far being the top comment by likes. Oh, I spoke too soon. Mr. Joseph Rose simply said, Were these guys in the audience? Is a GIF of Dylan Mulvaney as well as the, who again is the trans activist who is made especially famous thanks to the Bud Light Business Blunder of the Century, them spending $185,000 to lose hundreds of millions of dollars in sales because this brand ambassador has an average audience age, which is 15 years old. So many people thought probably not appropriate to hire this individual to celebrate 365 days of womanhood and share that with their audience. And it's also this Dylan is dancing or what is, what is Dylan doing? Putting on sunglasses inside, which fashion faux pas, obviously, and then giving it to, I forget the creepy teacher who's a biological man dressing as a woman telling children in elementary school that, oh yeah, they should alienate themselves from their family. They should embrace uh, gender transitioning and confide in this individual. So this adult man wants children to confide. Really? So, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. That did get six likes. Let's see here. Grim Awareness says Bud Light, haha. No one liked it, but I thought it was worth reading. Joseph Rose says, quote, put real heroes on beer cans is a, is a picture of Ryan, oh no, sorry, Kyle Rittenhouse on a pick on a can of Pat's Blue Ribbon. That did get four likes. And fascinatingly enough, people thought the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was about race, yet the three guys that he, uh, that attacked him were actually all white. And then one of the individuals he happened to defend himself against where he used a deadly force just happened to be a pedophile. And the other one abused women. So, the people who attacked Kyle were not good people. Most people would say they're morally mentally vacuous, to say the least. And that did get four likes. You also have taxpayer13549 saying, quote, you still aren't listening to your customers on cooking two likes. Oh, there's more. Julia Broderick says, quote, you are still being boycotted. Stop pretending it isn't happening. Getting three likes. We the People 1790 says, quote, Yangling beer is a football beer from now on. Your Harvard BS marketing whiz destroyed the brand on cooking two likes. The Ronin Report did a little picture compilation or a little video walking through the grocery store where there's no Yangling beer, but there's plenty of Bud Light. Plenty. And then, of course, they have a screenshot of this person being blocked by Bud Light. They got one like. Scott Sims says, quote, I hope your woke DEI was worth losing 30% of your business. It is clear you look down on your customers and are now reaping the consequences. Yangling made in America. I'm cooking four likes. Now, granted, I did like that as well. Now, specifically in terms of losing their sales, Bud Light, their sales are down 30%. But that's just for the Bud Light brand. Anheuser-Busch and Bev owns 40 plus beer brands, with the other top brands being affected the most being Budweiser, down between 10 and 12% by sales, and Michelob Ultra, down between 3 and 4% in sales compared to the same time periods the last fiscal year before there's the controversy with Dill Mulvaney. So yes, 30% of Bud Light is gone, but overall as a business, their stock is nearly recovered 100%, and they're still a multi-billion dollar company with many brands. Now we have that funnel disclaimer saying, quote, Show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive content. 
Well, of course, let's click the bonus button. We see Sage Bay saying, looks like a great evening. I don't know why that was deemed offensive or anything. I don't like that, but still is there. Apollo simply says, quote, it would be easier to make a commercial with women in bikinis and go getting two likes. Let's see here. Rocky Carter simply had a slash sign. The, I forget what that is, our keyboard. It's the same keyboard, the same key for the question mark, little slash sign. That got one like, I don't know why, but that person replied with that. Stupid dog says, quote, trans loves a bundle of sticks. Nice way of saying it. That did get one like. Now going to the very top, I bet there are some, oh, they actually did not do, to do some additional censorship. I'm actually surprised with that. So again, overall, still getting ratioed left over, you know, left and right. It doesn't give me a compelling reason to buy the beer. I mean, it's just a video with people at a concert, which used to be the core demographic. I mean, people used to love country music and Bud Light. They used to go together like sports. Oh, come on. Jeez Louise. They used to go better like sports balls and booze, but now not so much. And again, I don't think we'll... Just can't help but think they're going to get those sales anytime soon doing the same old marketing. Because again, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting a different result. That's kind of what they're doing in the past couple of months or almost for the past year. I mean, they probably piss off maybe 5% of what politically, as this has also become a political issue of people on the far you know, leftists, if the CEO were to come out and say, hey, you know, we messed up, I apologize, you know, I take full responsibility. They might, I think they probably piss off maybe 5% of the far leftists, but... I think they get maybe 7 to 8% of their old sales back from their old customer base. But again, it's been almost a year. I think a lot of people are going to say too little, too late. But I mean, when you look at social media, the number one subject of the negative comments are the ones asking for an apology. So do I think that'll realistically happen at this point? Probably not. I think they'll just keep trying to, in a futile attempt, just keep throwing money at the problem by hiring a bunch of brand ambassadors and you know different sports balls leagues that they sponsor. But who knows? Maybe their sales will go up next week. I mean, probably not. The you know the data does not support that. But who knows? Maybe. Probably not. Other interesting cultural news: You have Elon Musk calling out Google AI chatbot for erasing history, as well as diversity. Now, in terms of diversity, I say that in terms of they're basically replacing the race of everyone in history. So they're getting rid rid of uh, what was the the urban dictionary say the white folks? I think is the the youthful term for that that category of people. A lot of people say Eastern European or Europeans, but Elon said specifically, quote, the woke mind virus is killing Western civilization. Google does the same thing with the search results, results, Facebook, Instagram too, and Wikipedia. And he is responding to a post by the New York Post where they say, quote, Google's woke AI makes Vikings black and the Pope, and the Pope a woman. And this is the image of your founding father, history messin, and it's George Washington, but he is African American. And Elon, this is one of his records, got 27.7 million views and 219,000 likes, which is quite a few to say the least, as, as youth might say, going viral. That's one of his most successful posts. Because again, it's fascinating to see what Google will only make certain races look good and they'll completely obfuscate and they'll actually hide other races completely, which isn't too surprising based on you know who's programming these things and who's creating them and their political bias and their all the biases that they have. Now, going to the comments section, you have Texas Lindsay saying, quote, you helped build the internet. Is it too late to build a new woke free, woke 
free search engine or will the search engines become futile as a AI advances? I got 1.7 thousand likes. Elon Musk says Groke, I'm quoting 4.7 thousand likes. So that'll be very interesting. I don't know if it'd be to use Groke because that's the AI interactive chatbot that they have on X Twitter. Be interesting if it actually become more of a search engine. Now Doge Designer says quote, or he literally just Googled images for happy white women and, and white man. And the results were all African-American men with white women. So you ask Google for, you know, happy white woman and white man. And the response, and this is, and it's also a picture of a book that says the black men, why black men love white women. So yeah, it's literally all the stock photos are of an African-American man and a white woman. And that got 4.1 thousand likes. See here, Paul Zuzupa says, quote, look what happens if you search happy white woman with white man on Google. Go ahead, try it yourself. And he again did a bunch, he did a screenshot of his results getting 330 likes. Let's see here. We do have our favorite leftist. Well, we don't really like him, but appreciate some interesting, more contrarian statements. So that way they're not just all the same as some places can become echo chambers, which gets pretty boring pretty quick. Now, Luke Zuliski says, quote, just a reminder, Elon is a right-wing media mogul with massive interest in various fields that require government oversight and regulation, who is openly and not so openly utilizing his giant personal social media st state news platform to serve his own personal and political purposes, unquote. Now, granted, that might be very mentally vacuous in some ways, but it got 763 people to like it. And interestingly enough, he says Elon Musk is you know, extreme right-wing. Well, if he was that right-wing, why isn't he banning people that are on the far left? We're just people who are left in general on Twitter. Fascinatingly, fascinatingly enough, X-Twitter seems to be the only place that isn't overly censored and opinions are just erased. So, of all the social media websites, I would say X-Twitter is, ex I mean, it's the, by far the fairest one and the most unbiased one and one with the most, the highest quantity of diversification of thought. Because again, even you see this even with memes on Facebook. If you have certain memes about certain categories, it'll be erased in a New York minute. However, if you have a joke or a meme about you know someone making fun of you know white people or Catholics, those jokes will stay up all day long. Or jokes making about uh, about Donald Trump, yeah, those get censored pretty quick. So it's interesting what you are and are not allowed to make fun of on certain web media websites. Kind of shows their biases. Let's see here. see a couple more comments here here's one the sister from keith woods he says this is the head of google's ai project it's undeniable at this point that our elites are filled with anti-white hatred in the words of george orwell the most effective way to destroy people is to deny and obfuscate their own understanding of their history and he has screenshots of jack kwaliski saying quote White privilege is a effing, is effing real. Don't be an a-hole about it and act guilty. Do your part in recognizing bias at all levels of egregious. Oh, geez, it's, it's a bad script. It's a good scare ramble word, but egregiouses. Took me a little bit there. Let's see here. So some, Peter Kaczynski also said, taking down the statue, and he said, Jesus, no way is this. He's, Peter Krasinski responded to something saying Jesus, and Jack Krasinski, the Google guy, said, quote, nah, Jesus only cares about white kids. I'm pretty sure 
that's in the Bible. Let's confirm with just sessions, which again, it doesn't, you don't have to read too much of the Bible to realize Jesus loved everyone. And so again, mentally vacuous to say the least. Jack Quincy also said, FY, my personal beliefs are that I don't mind paying more taxes and investing in overcoming systematic racism and reversing climate change has not only social but economic benefits. So he's, as there's a lot of screenshots, so you could definitely see his political bias. Let's see here. Ian Miles Strong says it's not just AI, and he does another screenshot of the Google results being skewed. Red Wave Press says, quote, X is the only platform that isn't a leftist propaganda machine, unquote, getting 284 likes. Wendy Peterson says, quote, it seems like Google overnight changed every definition of every word that now mimics liberal ideology, which is far left from the truth, unquote, getting 376 likes. And again, we, we turn, really shouldn't be too surprised when you look at the political donations, especially with tech companies. It's a factor of nearly 100 to 1 in terms of the number of people who donate to people who to Democrats versus Republicans, which is another fascinating topic. Most businesses don't, you never see a lot of businesses push for diversity of political thought. I wonder if we'll see that in our lifetime, if that's something that a lot of people value, and if that perhaps could make a maybe a business more effective because you get different ideas in there. I'm one of those people where as long as you have the shared values and morals, then obviously I think more the additional political thoughts could be beneficial perhaps. Let me know in the comments that we, I've never seen that in LinkedIn or any of these websites in terms of like, in terms of when they're talking about increasing the diversity of their businesses, they usually are not talking about political. I wonder if that may, maybe will be something of a talking point someday. Maybe has, and I just haven't seen it yet. Let me know in the comments if what your thoughts are. As always, be fascinated here. What you have to say. Now, going over to the political broad podcast, you have Vivek on New York wanting to seize Trump's buildings and political persecution. Now, Vivek says, "Quote: This is on his ex Twitter profile. He says success is our vengeance. This is the way." And is a brief little interview on an old defunct, well, I'm surprised it's not out business yet, web news organization called Fox News, which pretends to be Republican or pretends to be right well politically speaking in terms of facts well i don't know how right they really are but nevertheless plays quick little clip here well, helps if i have the volume perhaps just a little bit maybe crank that up for you regardless of your political belief there is one standard of the rule of law in the united states of america and i'm grateful that donald trump is standing strong that he's actually said it beautifully the other night actually on fox on the, on the town hall he said it you know what my vengeance will be? Success will be my vengeance. There's a trap to try to bait somebody, to come after them in so many different directions that you get them to crumble or to make a mistake. I'm glad to see him going in the other direction to say that, you know what, we're gonna chase success. Success is unifying, success is how we win. And you know what, I have full confidence that that's exactly what's gonna happen this November, even though they've created a complicated path to get there. Regardless of your- And I don't know if that's a bug or a feature, but why the video always repeat on X Twitter? Maybe just because they assume you find the content so fascinating, you want to see it twice. But I, I'm surprised. It keeps happening for almost a year now that I've been more active on X Twitter. I think I've had accounts since, from a personal account, since college or you know back in the day, some might say. And this went moderately viral. Not his most highlighted moment, but got 685,000 views and 15,000 likes. And in terms of political tactics and moves on the political chessboard, I think more people respond to class than ass. And I think Trump is pivoting to more 
of focusing on the positives and not viscerally attacking his opponents as much. Maybe it's confirmation bias. I've been trying to cover all the politicians and kind of keeping up with it. But again, I think this message will resonate with more people politically in the middle who, again, when you talk about elections, that's really what you're fighting for. Because again, you have people on the left and the right who will vote for their political party no matter what, even if the parties don't really help them in their lifetime. A lot of people just have that default. Oh, there's a D. Oh, there's an R. Which, I'm one of those people where quick ADHD comment. I really think we should get rid of the, especially because there's a lot of rhinos who are pejoratively known as Republican in name only. I think we should get rid of the actual political affiliation by them because if you don't know the actual person, you should really shouldn't be voting for them. And really, ideally, you should be able to name one or two or three policies specifically that you agree with on an individual. Because again, that's what really matters is their policies and their track record of what they've done for the you and their community and your state and your country. So yeah, I wish it is a shame that so many people just vote down ballot and people on the left do it, people on the right do it. It's extremely common. Now going to the comments, one of the first ones comes from Paul Zupa. And he says, quote, when Americans win and our borders are secure, then justice will be served. That said, the peaceful J6 prisoners all need to be released and pardoned. The source funded DAs need to be ousted. All illegals need to be deported and banned. And the U.S. needs to prioritize peace, unquote. And that did get 105 likes. Now, our favorite leftist did chime in as well, Mr. Luke Zaliski, though not many people liked it. However, some did. So Luke says, quote, name one big policy disagreement between Elon, Vivek, Trump, and Putin. They share a common platform of promoting propaganda for oligarchy as a false choice for what you want to see as an order, but which is really totalitarian rule at the, and the end of freedom and democracy and accountability, unquote. Now, granted, that is mentally vacuous to say the least, but seven people did agree with Mr. Luke Zaliski. And yeah, it's almost hilarious. A lot of people say if it wasn't for hypocrisy, some people wouldn't have any, any um, policies at all, or not policies, any values, what would you call that? But it's one of those instances where they also keep, you know, when someone accuses someone more often than not, or many times they're also you know guilty themselves. Yeah, totalitarian rule, end of freedom and democracy. Well, what's Zelensky been doing? Oh yeah, he banned his political opponents. He banned certain religious organizations. And he said he won't have an election in Ukraine unless the U.S. pays for it. So again, I don't, that doesn't really sound like, and yet loose other, other posts historically has been very much supporting in association with uh, democratic policies in the United States, democratic politicians, as well as uh, Zelensky over in Ukraine. But again, he did get seven likes. Which, man, some people did agree with it. Now, I do have Oxstar saying, quote, makes a success of living by seeing the goal and aiming for it, unswervingly, awkwardly typed out, but I tried to make it make somewhat sense. Now, that did get 109 likes. Marjorie Taylor Green Press released parody account, said, quote, success is my revenge, Donald Trump getting 172 likes. Alex simply says facts, getting 128 likes. Let's see. Scrolling down more and more. Baroness Von M says, quote, this is the way Vivek, full steam ahead and quote, getting 14 likes. Scott Smolinski says, do you ever sleep? Is there more than one Vivek and quote, getting 25 likes? Which he does tweet a lot. He's extremely active, politically speaking as well, going to all the different events. See here, Daniel simply says it's a Trump country. It's a quick little video of South Carolina. Let's see here. Oh, we got a contrarian statement. 
Roman Valentin says, quote, hey, Vivek, you tell us you're a successful billionaire. President Trump needs $550 million. Why don't you support the big guy with some cash? Like, dog, you got it, and you're back, man. Why are you holding back, bro, unquote? Now, granted, this person did attack the English language and grammar, but nine people did agree with that, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure the goal is to actually appeal it, not actually cave to that big, maybe we would say, unfair and politically prosecuted fee. Let's see here. So, I mean, there's a lot of people simply saying, you know, 110%, we agree, you go for back. They're getting between, like, zero and seven likes. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, a lot of things happen in politics, but, yeah, I think it, maybe Trump will continue to evolve his messaging and it will be more constructive and more positive. I mean, granted, he's known for the zingers. He's almost like a stand-up comedian, very articulate in terms of, he will find the flaw in someone and attack it in a comical way. But do you think it would be more effective? Because again, he needs to win people in the middle. And if you look at statistically on the groups in which he decreased the number of votes the second time around, it was also at-home moms or at-home women. So he needs to somehow find a way to appeal to those other groups if he really wants to win the election. Because again, there are a lot of people that are going to vote for Biden by default. And granted, for Trump, there are a lot of people that are going to just vote for him by default if he gets the Republican nominee just because he has an R by his name. Now, I think that a lot of people who are libertarian and anti-war will probably vote for Trump as well, because Trump is the first president in my lifetime that actually started a new wars, which is unprecedented, historically speaking. So let me know the comments. Do you think that would be a more effective methodology to winning the upcoming election? Or could they perhaps impede his odds because people aren't used to it, it's not as much on brand? What are your thoughts? As always, be fascinated here, what you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Nikki Haley posting a poll showing that she would beat Biden at 59% and Biden at 41% on her ex-Twitter profile, which I I did smirk a little bit. I will admit I did smirk a little bit at that statement, but I did was able to say it without technically laughing out loud. So I'm a little proud of myself right there. Now, Nikki Haley said specifically, quote, breaking the new national MU law poll shows I beat Biden by 18 points. Trump is again within margins of error. Republicans have been losing under Trump over the past seven years. Let's make Republicans great again. <laughs> Let's make a, oh yeah, let me try to say. Let's make Republicans great again, unquote. And that is laughable because, again, a lot of her policies, they're more Democratic, which, again, if you, want to run a Demo if you want to run as a Democrat, just do that. But she's, a lot of people are saying she's the definition of a rhino, which is a pejorative term for Republicans who are just Republicans in name only. So they run the Republican you know, messaging, but once again, the office, all their votes are just in line with the values and policies of Democrats. And it blows my mind is when people keep re-electing those people. Because again, if you don't like it, vote them out. Even if you feel so politically aligned, primary them yourself, get them out. So you have the people who you want to represent you. And I would say people on the left should do this too, but fascinatingly, fascinatingly, oh, geez Louise. I definitely could use some speaking lessons, some might argue, but I have a theory. I'm not a doctor by any means, but if you click the subscribe button, it may help with my speaking ineptitudes. I say this because when I first started the show, I didn't have a lot of subscribers and I had a lot more misspeakings. I spoke a lot faster, believe it or not, stumble over my words, mispronounce things. However, as we've gained subscribers, I have become a little bit more articulate. Some might argue it's just a modicum of success, but I would argue it is a little bit nevertheless. So if you could click that button again, I would greatly appreciate it. Now again, going back to Nikki Haley, and I say, you know, Republicans are rhinos in name only. Fascinatingly enough, you, I've never seen 
like a Democrat do that. They, in terms of marketing, they do what they run on. They say they're Democrat, they have these beliefs, these philosophies. They're going to vote for those when they go to D.C., and they do. It's seemingly only Republicans that flip more often than not. Now, again, this poll was conducted by Marquette University between February 5th and February 15th, 2024. And I really wish I'm not seeing it. She doesn't actually link to the actual study. So let me see here. So Marquette University, Nikki Haley. For lucky, I'll be able to find it. Marquette University, poll Nikki Haley Biden. Let's see. MarquetteUniversity.com. Where's Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, do 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 do, 42%. Where's the poll sample size? Because they have many polls. Once from May to February. Let's see. The poll was surveyed 800. <laughs> All right, so not the best sample size. So Nikki Haley didn't put this out. Again, it'd be really nice if they put like a link to the actual study because, again, you want to know your sample size. You want to know, because, again, probably one of the few things I learned in college was business statistics. And based on how you answer, ask the question and what your sample size is and how you choose your sample size, you can get people, you can get whatever result you basically want. So going to this, it looks like the survey was consisted of 882 registered voters nationwide. So relatively small sample size. You usually want to, not the, not the rule of thumb, but more often than not, I see political polls where it's usually between maybe 1,200 and 2,000 people, which again, it's still relative to the U.S., a very small sample size. They say it's nationwide, so that's a little bit better than obviously just having it in one state, which more often than not could be leaning left or right, or it's a swing state. And they know there's a margin of error of plus or minus 4.5% percentage points for likely voters. Let's see here. And again, the, the poll was asked, you know, between, you know, Haley and Biden. So again, not that there's anything wrong with that question, but I'd love to see more polls where it's Nikki Haley, Trump, and Biden. Because again, she's highlighting the polls where she wins 59% to 41% her over Biden. And then the poll has Trump beating Biden 52% to Biden 48%. So again, it shows that she is getting some Biden votes. I suspect that's because, well, she has a lot of Biden's policies and and that's not too much of a surprise. But again, that's in a poll where they don't have that option of Trump. And a lot of these primaries, a lot of these polls, it there's a lot of people who are traditional Democrats actually voting in these Republican polls or Republican primaries that are kind of skewing the data like they have not historically in the past. And I think that's one of the reasons we see, again, she's still way far away from Trump in the poll aggregators. We're talking, you know, 40 plus points difference. Like, it is almost comical. But yeah, I can't but think, I mean, still, she is getting funding more and more. So that's... I mean, that's a contributing factor to why she's also running too. And that's helping her out. Now, she got, as you might say, ratioed. She had 431,000 people tune into this in the first 24 hours. And only 3.3 thousand people liked it, which is one of the worst ratio ratios we've seen while covering this show. Now, I suspect it'd be fascinating. Maybe she's turned around her social media, her marketing campaign, Maybe everyone's going to give her accolades and congratulations in the comments section. They'll say, we're going to, you know, all, we're all in on Nikki or something to that effect. 
I mean, probably not. It's had never happened before, but perhaps a more interesting question would be, will she achieve the Chris Christie effect? A fascinating political p phenomenon where we've seen twice an instance where Chris Christie will post something on social media and zero people will give him a positive response, which is mathematically impossible. Con conceivably, he has things like family, friends, allegedly a campaign team, yet none of them would take the time the one and a half seconds to type out a comment and give him a little bit of credit. I mean, no, it happened twice. And again, we were covering him more when he was running or walking for the Republican nominee or presidential nominee. And it happened twice where there's no positive comments. So we'll be fascinating to see if Nikki Haley achieves that. There are 3.3 thousand comments. So I was gonna say, we don't have all day. So I'll just go read the top, you know, 10, 10 or so. I don't think she'll achieve that result, but perhaps close. Let's dive in the comments and see what people have to say. One of the first ones comes from Paul Zazupa, who says, quote, Breaking Nikki Haley continues to get absolutely crushed in her home state of South Carolina. It's even worse for Haley nationwide. She's lost every single primary in a landslide, and that's not changing. Haley's campaign is over, and she's just wasting millions on her vanity. And that poll aggregator that Paul posted, and again, that's a average of all the political polls, so it's a little bit better than just an individual poll, I would argue. And that is Trump at 77.7%. And Nikki Haley at 16.4%. So again, a comical delta, aka difference between the two. And they got 484 likes for that particular statement. Tony Segura says, quote, your delusional tricky Nikki is funded by Democrats. And looks like there's a couple news articles where they say top Democrat donor Reed Hoffman gives $250,000 to Nikki Haley's super PAC. They also, another one says, Haley's 2024 bid gets cash from group led by investor Matt Kohler. It looks like, and Kohler has historically funded people who are Democrats. And that did get 370 likes. So another roast, as you might say. Let's see. Going down, we got just some ladies saying, quote, unfortunately, you have to win the primary to run in the general election, and that isn't going to happen. And I got 290 likes. A lot of people are reposting the little infographic or the poll aggregator showing the big difference between Trump and Dickie Haley. Bradley Brewer says, quote, this is a moot point. You won't be the nominee. Enjoy the charade, but let's not kid ourselves. Getting 115 likes. Let's see here. Are there any positive ones? A lot of people having picture compilations of her with Hillary Clinton saying she's like Clinton 2.0. This is getting about 100 likes. And I should say for the record, there's totally nothing wrong with Hillary Clinton one of the nicest, most honest, moral person in history, yeah, absolutely. I should say also that I love life and I tend to live as much as possible. She's totally an honest, moral, great person, I, I, I'm assured. Again, I love life and want to live it to the fullest, for the record. Now, going to other comments, you have Georgia Bell saying, quote, you put your name on... Put your name on the useless Nevada primary ballot because you knew Trump didn't and you thought you were going to, be, going to be able to claim the quote one Nevada primary girl power and is a the Republican primary had her at 30.8 percent and the other one was none and it got 62.9 percent and that got 67 likes now Doug also said quote same poll shows you losing to Trump by 59 points so it looks like that same poll, they also did ask the other questions when you're comparing. And this person's awesome. They actually did, you know, give us the copies or it does show us the sample size, all that we reviewed a minute ago. Which again, I guess we shouldn't be too surprised Nikki Haley didn't give us a link to that poll because that transparency shows it's uh, not that great. David Tapley simply said, Nikki Haley is a gif of Trump saying you are fake news, getting 40 likes. 
see here. Jay Han says, quote, I'm sure it's totally legit. No bias or anything. Quote, getting 33 likes. The Appalachian Podcast says, quote, now do the Trump versus you poll. I got 34 likes. So as youth, my series is roasted, to say the least. Or ratioed, I believe is the other fa fancy popular term. And again, there's really not a chance. The only odds she has is if Trump does get somehow arrested or if he is, many would argue, politically persecuted so that he cannot technically run. In which case, talk about the curveball of the century. I don't think there would be a lot of... Well, I mean, the polls show, actually, that no Republican would be happy with her running because she has been in last place for most of the Republican... Most for the whole race to go for the Republican nominee. She's been... She was near last for most of the time. She beat out a couple of them. But overwhelmingly, what people wanted, a majority of the time, again, the polls changed every couple, you know, every couple weeks. So there's a couple of times where she was beating Vivek. There's a couple of times he was beating her. But I mean, overwhelmingly, people were voting for Trump. And then the second was DeSantis. Before DeSantis shot himself in the high-heeled boots with a 50 caliber, a.k.a. destroyed his campaign with some of the worst marketing I've seen in my life. It's almost the Bud Light of politics. And... It'll be interesting to see, but let me know. What are your thoughts? Do you think Nikki really has a snowball's chance in hell? Or why do you think she's continuing to run? And they're continuing to give her more and more money. As always, be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Ford recalling about 150,000 vehicles due to a seatbelt issue. Now, this comes to us thanks to Mary Waldreth over at USA Today News. They note that it will affect multiple vehicles, and this is a notice from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. They note that the models impacted by this recall include certain models of the Ford Expeditions, the Transits, as well as the Lincoln Navigators. Previously reported recalls involved the Ford Explorers and then the E350 and E450s. Now breaking it down a little bit, it looks like it call report could be 77,574 Expedition Lincoln Navigators. Due to issues with the seatbelt locking mechanism, certain 2018 to 2020 model year expedition vehicles built between October 1st, 2018 and June 30th, 2019, and certain 2018-2022 year navigator vehicles built between October 1st, 2018 to June 28th, 2019 are affected. According to the recall notice issued by the National Highway Tractor Safety Administration, the seatbelt pretensioner or mechanism that controls the tensions and release of the seatbelt may lock in place at inappropriate times on the driver and front passenger seats, preventing it from retracting or extending properly. Now, I was going to say, it's hilarious. You know, there's a little government vernacular or, I was going to say, they, they specifically say seatbelts that do not retract or extend pose safety risk, which kind of is a little depressing. You have to explain that to some people, which also kind of shows how far perhaps intellect has declined in the United States. There used to be a little funny meme where they say, they used to actually tell you how to change your timing for your engine back in the day. And now they tell you there's a giant meme saying, a warning saying, do not drink the acid battery. Which, granted, we are also increasingly litigious society with more and more lawsuits. But that's also a little sad as well. Now, they also know that Ford Transit, those vehicles that recall is coming in around 77,584 of those. And in terms of the year of production, let's see here. And... 2022, 2001, E350, E450. Why are the Navigators not, why are they not expanding that? Oh yeah, they did. And then, yeah, they tell you to go to NHTSA recalls if you want to see if your car is affected or 
go to car motor vehicles recall database so again in terms of the silver lining of the situation it's not the drivetrain so it's not the engine or the transmission which is the most complex most expensive components of the vehicle to fix as well as manufacture instinctively enough so and it technically the vehicle can still run now and drive granted it's not recommended because obviously as for the safety issues but can't like continue to see Ford in the recalls more and more and more. And granted, it is one of the most complex things you'll ever purchase in your life, one of the most expensive things you purchase in your life. There's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of components that go into it, many of which they do not directly manufacture. That's why when you see things like the airbag recalls, like the Tata airbag recalls, it affected pretty much over 70% of all car manufacturers because, spoiler alert, they all use the same exact model of airbag. So, understandably, it's a complex thing, but there's just so many more recalls with Ford and they keep saying they want to focus on build quality. I don't know how much more they need to put these things through the quality assurance testing department or like that. But again, to have this pain, again, this is a physical thing you need to fix. You need to take it physically to the dealership. It's not like other, perhaps the only silver lining of electric vehicles and more technologies. Sometimes it can repair, repair with just a simple software update where it doesn't have to leave your home. Uh, granted, personally, I would say, well, why make it so complex that it even needs that? I don't want bells and whistles. Just let me keep my good old manual transmission and total combustion engine, and I'll be happy as a B or something to that effect. But it'll be interesting to see. Again, this doesn't hurt. This doesn't help. It actually hurts, you know, brand reputation, inconvenience for the consumers. Obviously, it's free, which it's also not good for the shareholders of Ford because it's costing them money because they have to replace the seatbelts. So not just buy it, not just have to buy a new seatbelt, they have to pay a engineer to actually install it. And now the customer has to drive to the dealership and no one likes doing that. So you either have to spend the day there getting repaired or maybe they drop it off. Now they have to worry about getting a rental or an Uber or whatever people use to transportate themselves these days. So to have an issue where you have such a big recall for something they're just, oh, to me, they just should have thoroughly tested even more. That certainly is the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of the month. So if you could click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Also leaving a thumbs up, thumbs down, or a comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback so I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.